Hey friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet dietitian, trainer, and host, Katie, and this is episode 231. I hope you had a lovely Christmas and you're ready to dive into today's episode with Kaisa. You may recognize Kaisa from her crazy cool moves on Instagram. However, she is actually a personal trainer, a fitness educator, and she's really known for her fun, innovative, and accessible ways to get people moving on all levels. She lives and teaches by the motto that health is a feeling, not a look, and believes wholeheartedly in that mission to get people around the world up and moving. Kaisa has been featured in digital magazines such as Vogue, Self, Oxygen, ESPNW, and she was actually featured on The Greatest as one of the most influential people in health and fitness, and most notably was asked by excuse me, Michelle Obama, to be one of the go-to trainers for her Let's Move digital campaign. Stay tuned till the end for a special discount code just for our Fit Friends community. Kaisa got us the hookup. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. Maybe you're still on holiday mode, vacation, whatever. We don't judge. And let's get on to the show. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Kaisa, I, where do I begin? I'm so excited for you to be here on the show. How are you? I'm so good. And I'm so excited to be here. So thank you. Before we clicked record, Kaiser and I were just like, yes, we speak the same language, which for those of you listening, you're obviously here for a reason, uh, is sometimes a rarity in the health and fitness industry. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but we are both out here with loud voices trying to make it less of a rarity. Yes. Loud voices. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what is your story with your body, with food, with fitness? Yeah. Loaded question. I mean, it's a, yeah. So I was going to say, wow, God, that's an intense. We're just going right forward. So I, I like to say I've, I've been a mover my entire life. Um, I did sports growing up and I eventually became a trainer, honestly, because I was really, really injured and wanted to learn about my body in a way that I could care for it the way that other people really couldn't. I, I had a connection to my body, I would say for most of my life but I didn't really love her until I started learning more about her and being really appreciative for all the things that she does for me. And like, what a miracle she is. Like our bodies are absolute miracles. And so I think it's been an ongoing journey for me. And then one that I get to share with others because I chose to be a personal trainer. Oh, I I got goosebumps to you just saying that because learning to love her, like really talking about that journey. I know you struggled with you know, injury in the past, you, you personally found your passion for movement with, after being an athlete and kind of as an outlet for mental health. Do you remember that point where 
there was that shift where you decided, oh, this is more than a body. (laughs) I need to appreciate it. Yeah, I actually, I have many points in which I've, I've had these kind of like moments where things shifted for me. The first time was in middle school, kind of grade school time, um, where I just looked different. I am genetically muscular. I looked very, very different than the other girls in my class. And growing up at that time, so I'm 35 years old, growing up at that time, of course, there were female athletes, but they were not, I wasn't seeing them, right? They, there wasn't like magazines. There definitely wasn't social media. So when I looked around, I was the odd woman out. Like I didn't see people that looked like me. And so I had a moment and I know it sounds crazy, but I, I was really young, but I had a moment of having to be grateful because I was also a really good athlete. Like I was keeping up with the guys and sometimes beating, you know, the guys and the girls. And there was a moment for me of being really grateful for what she was doing, but also just kind of being upset that she just looked so different than everybody else. So that was kind of one of the first moments for me of realizing that you have to be grateful and appreciative of what your body can do. It was a very immature kind of like, or just a young minded way of realizing that. Um, and then I've had many other moments similar to that as, as I've grown. When, when you were young, I love that you bring up that there's, first of all, that there's been many moments because I think a lot of people, especially if we talk about body image work or, you know, we're going to talk about weight loss, but I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just the shift. It happens and you're there, but there's many moments that, that get you to where you are and it is an ongoing journey. But I'm curious that when you were young, like fifth, sixth grade, that is such a pivotal point. And recognizing I'm different. It sounds like you, what was the dialogue? Like, where did you find that point of gratitude? Because the research shows that for young girls, I mean, as young as five, they start to develop this likeness for smaller bodies and this disgust or diswant, whatever the word is for larger bodies. So what was like going on around you? Do you think that contributed to that sense of gratitude? Cause I, I love that word. Yeah. So I had to look at the things that I was proud of about myself, like not just my body, but about myself, the things that I found joy in, the things that I was proud of. And for me, it happened to be directly related to my body because it was movement, it was sports and the things that I could do. But I think one of the issues is, is that from a very young age, the value that a woman brings to this world, she is told that it is her body and it is what she looks like. And that is the, that is what is pushed over and over and over again. So of course that's going to be what we take in. And I think that trying to ignore that is honestly just not helpful. We're not, we're not, how do you even compete against that? But what we do have to do, and again, like what I continuously coach is what are the things that you're really proud of? Like, what are the things that that bring you joy, the things that, you know, you bring to this world? And so at a very young age, for me, it was sports. And so, and I had an ongoing negative, I mean, to this day, this is a journey that will never end. (laughs) There is no pinnacle moment. There is no, aha, I've got it every single day. It is a choice to remind myself that I am more than my body. I am grateful for every single thing that she does for me. And the least most important thing is what she looks like. I may be frustrated by it at certain seasons and times in my life, but I definitely try not to ignore it, but I try not to sit in that space with her. Yeah. I, uh, that's, that's so true. I love the, your mantra or, you know, whatever you want to call it of like, I am more than my body. So shifting, you know, to especially your early years as a trainer, how 
because I've been there. I've been there before where it's like, this is what I've been taught to do. This is what everybody else is doing in our industry. I need to sell weight loss. I need to promote weight loss. That's how I get clients in the door. How were you able to see your value from you know professional standpoint, but also personal and kind of sifting through? Because my guess is that was probably another moment where it was like, ah, what's happening here? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, this is kind of like, it's a funny story because it's just naive. Like I was so naive. I was an athlete. And so growing up, so I did um, track and field at the University of Washington. And then pretty soon after that became a trainer. So my relationship with my body was that I was proud of the physical things that she could do. So when I got into the training world, I was thinking like, oh yeah, that's like everybody's mindset. Like they're going to be so excited and we're going to train on new things and they're going to, you know, run and squat and jump and all these things. So when every single client came to me and wanted to change the way that their bodies looked, my response was, oh, okay, well, well, I'm not the trainer for you then. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the trainer for somebody that wants to, you know, do all these for the athlete, things with their body. For like the totally. Former, for the former athlete. Yeah. And I didn't even think for the former athlete, I literally just thought that everybody thought their body was cool and they wanted to like explore all the cool things their body could uh, do. Yes. So you know, my first few years as a trainer were a little rough. I looked around and basically had no clients because <laughs> that, that was not meeting people where they were at. And I had to have a, a like, you know, a moment with myself to say like, I want to be a trainer and I want to be here, but I also am doing a really poor job of meeting people where they're at. If 99% of people come into movement and fitness because they want to change something about their bodies, if I say no, I've lost them. So I started accepting clients and, you know, kind of like, you know, I, I felt like I was a parent in that moment. Like, okay, cool. Whatever brings you in, I'm happy. I will meet you there. But I took it on as my job in the course of those sessions to teach them how incredible their body was, to never co-sign that movement was this negative thing and it was there to change the way that you looked, but to co-sign that movement was such an amazing exploration and celebration of all the things your body could do. And so it was a long, it still is a difficult process. Let's Mm -hmm. be real. Like weight loss sells feeding and preying on people's like insecurity cells. So it's a, it's a journey. It's for sure a journey. You probably had so many clients who are like, huh, what do you mean? What? (laughs) You're like, no, I just don't do that. Like, bye next client. Like I, uh, doesn't a part of you just wish like you miss that naive brand new fresh blood in the industry. It's like, oh, if we only knew. Right. Yeah. 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 I love that you use, you know, that phrase, like I won't co-sign on that. Like, can you talk more on what, what you mean by that? And like, cause you were so yeah. firm in your values. And I think a lot of people listening, you know, whether they're in the health and fitness industry or not, I you know we've got some trainers, some dietitians who listen, but also just people out there, right. Where it's hard. It's hard when everybody else is doing something else. It's hard for you to stand in your values and what you believe in. So what do you mean by like co-signing? Yeah. So essentially Most people get into movement and fitness because, again, like I said, they want to change the way that they look. And so it's a negative relationship right out of the gate with movement, right? Like movement is almost a form of punishment because they don't look good enough right now. And so what I realized was it was of the utmost importance for me to meet people where they were at, but I was absolutely not going to co-sign their belief. I was going to teach them something different. I was going to give them an opportunity to explore their body and get connected with their body. And I was going to set that environment up. I was absolutely never going to co-sign it by measuring them, by um, high-fiving weight loss, by even recognizing it 
honestly, if you came in and you had lost a pound or two or whatever that people were, you know, keeping track of, I didn't care. Like I literally, we went on with our workout and, and still to this day, like what you look like is not important. It's how you feel. It's how you feel inside of your body. And it's how you feel about what your body can do. And that was constantly the message that I reinforce. And I get it. It's, it's, uh, it's a hard sell. It's a hard thing for people to grasp, but movement is such an incredible tool so that people started to understand it. And, and soon, like what, what I started to see, especially with my female clients is they started to be really proud of maybe doing one full push up or being able to do a weighted squat or things that their body was doing. And they saw reinforcement from me by those things. And slowly it never goes away because we're ingrained with this, but slowly they also valued what their body was doing for them rather than just valuing, you know, what it looked like. Yeah. Valuing what your body can do for you versus just what it looks like. Can you think of some clients where maybe they were really stuck on weight loss, like regardless of you not, you know, applauding it or how did you as a trainer, like continue to help them see motivation or right. That's a, that's a big thing. Like, how do I stay motivated if I'm not seeing the scale move? Like, you know, I think of the clients that I've had who, are still so, there are, I can see so many other things that they've done, but for them, they're so stuck on that number. How have you been able to help those people? Um, listen, I haven't cracked them all. It's, it's just the reality. The honest truth is if you want to change the way that you look and you kind of peel back that layer, if we were all going to be very truthful, most people want to change the way that they look because they think it's going to make them happier because they think that that means then something else is going to be different in their life. Um, you know, their partner is going to love them more or the outside world's going to love them more. But the reality is that's, that's not the case. And so a big piece of what I created, it's almost like movement therapy, right? Like a big piece of what I created was a safety hour. That's when we train them for them to talk about a lot of other things. Like, there are a lot of insecurities that we have, especially as women in this world, about the way that we look. And me just ignoring it is not going to help, but me trying to allow them to have a safe space to talk about where that really comes from and to maybe work through it was, was my goal. It doesn't work for everybody. I totally understand that everybody is on their own journey and they're on their own path and it resonates with some people at different times. I, I still have clients now that I, I'm not personally training them, but I still keep in contact with them. And I know they're going through their own evolution now. And like 10 years later, they're like, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I get it. I get mm-hmm. what we were doing there, you know? So it's like, everybody has their own journey and I, I'm just trying to be the cheerleader along the way. Yeah. I always say if we can plant a seed, sometimes mm-hmm. that's enough. We wish it would be more, but sometimes that's what people need. And just like you said, meeting meeting people where they're at is so important. So what are some of the ways that you help your clients, your community prioritize, you know, their health and happiness over that weight loss, over the body transformations? Wow. Um, I think I do it. I think in a lot of different ways, I think I, I think that I like to use movement as an exploration and and a celebration. I think I make movement really fun. Um, And so I think that if you, don't hate something or somewhat enjoy it. Like you're going to prioritize it. Um, I also make it very doable. I like, I really work to meet people where they're at along their movement journey. And maybe that's from literally, they don't know what to do and they've never moved before, or, you know, they consider themselves to be an advanced. I think that's a really important thing. 
And I think just making it a welcoming environment and community is, is my, one of my biggest goals. One thing I want to rack on you for a minute to our listeners that everybody needs to follow you on Instagram, because what I love about just your lens, your view, your philosophies is that you can go and see, like you said, the most challenging workouts that are fun and dynamic, but at the same time, you represent body diversity, right? And celebrating all different types of bodies and that person who literally cannot move or is just starting to move, right? So I love seeing that diversity, which I think is so, there's a lack of that in our industry. Oh yeah. I mean, it's what I noticed right away. When, as soon as I became a trainer, I realized like, all right, okay, so why you got to open your eyes, but it is a very elitist environment, right? In order to come and personal train, you know, with me or any of the other trainers, it's very expensive. And so it creates this dynamic of it's not accessible to a lot of people. So right away, I knew that I wanted to bring movement to the masses. And then as I started to do that, I realized as I looked around, like beginner workouts are really not truly beginner in our industry. We don't meet people where they're at. We assume that people have some type of an understanding of movement. And so as I created the Just Move platform, I actually created a start level. So if you have never moved before, if you have absolutely zero idea what to do and and feel like you have no connection with your body, I wanted you to feel like you found your spot. And also I wanted you to feel like that in a very empowering way. I think that if we, a lot of beginner movement in our industry is dumbed down for lack of a better word or like dulled down. And I, yeah. And it's like, for me, that is absolutely not the case. Just because you're beginning or starting your movement journey doesn't mean that you're any different than anybody else. You still want fun, exciting, challenging, you know, ways to move. Talk to us about, you mentioned elitism and training, and I, I can't agree with that enough because I see it in the dietetic space as well as, as a dietitian services can be expensive. So yeah. Tell me more about like where you saw that and why that's so important to you, especially for closing that gap. I think it, that's huge. Yeah. So for me, my goal, this is a very lofty goal, but my goal was to help make the world a happier, healthier place. And so as I started to look like that, I mean, okay, young Kaisa had lots of goals and dreams. Okay. And as I started to look at that, I realized, okay, one of the things that you can do to change the world is to bring your light to the world. So I started to look at like, what is the thing that lights me up the most? And that was coaching. And that was helping other people, you know, move and feel empowered and connected with themselves. And so I, oh, I wanted to give that to everybody. So I thought, okay, I'm going to become a trainer and I'm going to do this. And right away you realize a gym membership. Now a gym membership can be 200 to $300. Personal training can be a hundred plus dollars a session. And right away, I just realized this is one, this is absolutely not okay. This is not fair. And this is not feeding my overall dream and goal. And if we're going to go way backwards, it's actually why I started on social media because it was a way to give away free movement. I felt like people really deserved, you know, an educated way to move, to learn about their body. But I also, I thought people deserved to have that for free and for it to be accessible. And the fitness industry is not accessible, like from down to even the apparel we suggest, which is like $150 pair of leggings. Like it's not accessible. And so my whole goal and mission was you have a body and that's all you need. And we can move from there. You don't ever need to step foot inside of a gym. You don't ever need equipment. If you don't want to, you have a body that is enough. And that's what we're going to work with. Yeah. It, it brings up, it, it almost reinforces the weight stigma, the fat 
bias that is in our society because it's like the industry says, you know, you're too large, you're air quotes obese, you need to move. Oh, but at the same time, here's your options. And here's, you know, the, I feel like we could talk about this forever, you know, the options for clothing, so many different things. And why is it so important for you to kind of going back to where you won't co-sign, right? Because you made that impact on social media by delivering such amazing content. But I can imagine what are some of the challenges with having (laughs) that stake in the ground, right? Because gosh, I think about the DMs that I get from some places and I'm like, excuse me, did you even read like my title, my bio, like anything? Oh my gosh, where do you begin? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's endless, but listen, we're up against a huge machine. That's the thing. Like we're up against, you know, media and money and corporations and the thing itself. The fitness, we are a trillion dollar industry. Like you are up against the beast. But for me, the thing that I realized was rather than feeding into any of the negativity, rather than being angry at something that I really, really disagree with, I'm going to take all that energy and passion and just put it in the other direction. I'm just going to try and show people a different way. I'm going to speak a different message. I am going to try and get as loud as I possibly can. I also realized right away that even though, you know, media is there and sex sells and it's the image they're pushing, I actually have the direct relationship with the client. So I am the one that actually has more impact than some of the magazines and the the, the TV shows and everything that they're going to read if I actually choose not to co-sign that message. So for me, so much of also what I'm speaking in the industry is trying to get a whole bunch of other trainers and wellness experts on the same page, because I think we have the power to actually change that message. And I'm curious if you feel this way too, I think we're the ones that are saying it, but I think everybody's thinking it, especially the client. I think they feel it so much when they hear somebody say, oh, I won't co-sign on weight loss. I'm not going to do your measurements. What a relief, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, listen, we all have things we can tear apart about our body. As soon as somebody co-signs it, you go deeper into your hole. As soon as somebody, even a friend says like, what are you talking about? Like, okay, your arms are big, but you're like a bad bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Like you are incredible. Why is that the thing you're focusing on? Think about how different you feel in that moment. And so that's the thing that I tried to take on. It was like, I'm never, I'm not going to take that away from you. Listen, I, my motto, I'm wearing it right here on my shirt. I am more than my body. That is my motto because I say that to myself every single day, because you know what? I live in a world where every single day I I'm told that I actually am my, my body and my value is my body. So I am combating that message every single day. And still as somebody who like literally pushes it out there, I have to tell myself that it is an ongoing battle to not co-sign the negative thoughts and all the negative feedback that we get from around the world and from media and from everybody. So be your best friend, be your peer's best friend, be your girlfriend's best friend, your sisters, your moms, and don't co-sign that message. That is literally that is the best that we can do right now. Kind of going along the lines of that, then, you know, what, what would you tell somebody who is maybe borderline obsessed with exercise? Maybe they've found that shift where they're no longer, you know, they say, I'm not focusing on weight loss, but where do you draw that line? Have you seen that line? I'm sure you've seen that line. (laughs) I am that line. I am that line. (laughs) I am the line. Okay. Um, This is a really, really difficult one too, because everybody has their own journey. And most of the time in this moment is constantly trying to set up a safe environment of 
asking people because, you know, because I've been there, like, what are you running from then? I mean, like physically, literally, you know, like, what are you running from and what are you trying to create space from? And for me, like having it again, just a safe environment for people to kind of turn around and look at that. But honestly, it is literally your own path. I can do nothing but help support you and not co-sign. And then we all have to come to our own moments. For me, it was injuries. It was injury after injury. And then this last one was the pandemic. You know, my life, everybody's life changed in the pandemic. When, when my life changed, my body changed. And what was ever like clear, and I have it framed, is I am more than my body. And it became the most apparent and intense it's ever been to have to really work on that message with myself. So it's a forever thing. We're all going to have our pinnacle kind of life-changing moments. And then, then you're going to have another one. So it just is, a, it's a journey. Yeah. Asking yourself, what am I running from? What is going deeper? Because, you know, we both know it's more than movement. It's more than our, just like you said, <laughs> can we give everybody permission to use that as their daily mantra? Like I am more than my body. I think that's oh, so, yes. <laughs> it's so powerful. And when you speak it out loud, I mean, just like you said, the more you say it, the more you read it, the more you see it, the more you start to believe it. So what advice would you have for somebody who maybe they have a lot of pain, maybe they have a lot of barriers, they're living in a larger body. They are that, you know, air quotes, beginner. Like I I think of that person, I think there's so many things that come up of where do I begin? How do I start physically, mentally, emotionally? What advice would you have for that person? Yeah, I love this. Um, This is my favorite human. So one, first and foremost, we work to find a little time in your day for you to value yourself. I think for me, it's about finding a minute or two every single day to start taking time out for yourself. And we start there. Um, Another thing is a lot of people that are in pain tend to shy away from movement because they think it's going to put them in more pain. But the reality is most pain, unless it's, you know, an acute injury, comes because you're not moving. And so we work on really, really gentle movement. So if I have somebody who has never moved before, they're in a lot of pain, um, they don't know what to do, like we're going to work on sitting and stretching a little bit. And we're going to take two, three minutes a day, and we're just going to find that routine. And we're going to start creating that habit. So for me, it's a very, very gentle start. So much of what we try to push is like, now you got to go hard. And especially, you know, as a new year, and for me, it's like, we, you have the rest of your life to take care of your body. So we're going to start now. We're going to create a habit that is sustainable for you, that works for you, that meets you where you're at, and that feels good in your body. Gentle. Yes. I, I love that. I have so many people who come into fitness classes, you know, right? Teach here in Indianapolis. And they're like, okay, so I should start five days a week. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm glad you're here for the 60 minutes. This is a long time, but how about you come today? See how you feel tomorrow. And maybe we'll see it in two days. Like, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I definitely try to help people understand. It's not about like doing something for a week or a month. It's about doing something for the rest of your life. And so how do we set that up? I also say like bodies love to move. So if you can start finding, you know, small ways to insert movement into your day, your body is going to physically show you how grateful it is by how much better it feels. And so I think that's also a rewarding thing. And the more you start adding in, the more your body's going to want it. So you soon can start figuring out, you know, a schedule and a cadence that works for you. Um, And if it ends up being five times a week that you like to go and work out, that's great. But there's a a bunch of other ways to move besides heading into a gym. Yeah. And physically, like you said, physically, your body is going to 
tell you. It's going to tell you. It's going to reward you. It's going to be grateful. And you start to notice those differences. You know, so along that line, let's say somebody is getting into it and they're starting to try to find that cadence. How do you reinforce, like, again, one minute, two minutes, like you said, a minute of valuing your time? Because I think there's such this disconnect, right? That in order to air quotes, see results, we have to do X number of minutes, X number of days. These are the ACSM guidelines, right? Like, how do you help someone unlearn? It kind of well, goes back to what we're talking listen. about the weight loss. But, <laughs> I was right? like, listen, like, stop, rewind. All, Everybody go back yeah. and listen. <laughs> we totally reevaluate and actually squash what we mean by results, first and foremost, because the result that you showed up that day and took minutes, you know, or 30 minutes out of your day to show your body some love through movement is the result I was looking for. You know what I mean? And should be the result that you are looking for. And so it's completely changing the mindset of, I am not looking for a physical result like weight loss. You know what I mean? I'm looking for a result that is a feeling. I say this all the time. Health is a feeling. It is not a look. I totally understand that is a hard thing to understand. But the more you start moving and you start getting in tune of like, I feel really empowered in myself today. I feel really proud of myself. I feel a little bit stronger. I slept a little better. Those are feelings that will reinforce that positive behavior, that reinforce more movement. That's that encouragement that you need. So I squash results. I mean, I I welcome them in the beginning, but pretty soon it's like, let's go for something different. Let's go for something different. You and I are so much alike. It's like, yes, please come. Welcome. Everybody come in the store. And then it's like, lock the doors. This is (laughs) once you learn this stuff, you can't unlearn it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's absolutely incredible. I did, Kate, really quickly, I wanted to touch back on I more than my body because I think this is a message that we keep talking about in this podcast, which I absolutely love. And I think it's a new message to people and it's one that may be a bit confusing, honestly, because what does that mean that you are more than your body? Like, does that mean I don't like my body? I think that's the first thing that people think. And so I am more than my body came because at some point in time, I had to realize that I wanted to be grateful for my body. And so in order for me to do that, I started to look at my body. It's why I call her a her. I started to look at her as somebody other than myself. And so I was not my body. She was my best friend, but I was not her, but I care for my best friend. I love my best friend. I want to, she's there for me every single day. (laughs) Like she gets up and she goes and does all the things that I want to do. She's my little ride or die. But I am not defined by her. I am all the other things about who I am as Kaisa and as a woman. And so it was a constant reinforcement for me of I am more than my body, but she deserves to be loved. She deserves to be cared for. Um, I was somebody who had a lot of negative self-talk. I was somebody who had just like a lot, a lot of dark times. And so for me, it was a constant reminder of your body is always listening to you. She is literally listening to every single thought. The thoughts that are in your mind, she is absorbing. How do you think your best friend would feel if every single day she gets up for you, she goes and carries you throughout your life, does every single thing you want to do, and then you get home, you look in the mirror, and you're like, God, these these arms, really? Like That's the thing that you're going to like hone in on? And so for me, it it really helped me to start celebrating all of the things that she did for me and start to have this appreciation. So when I think about movement, like, on a day that I don't really feel like moving, I'm like, she deserves to be moved. You know, that's a way to celebrate her. It's a way to love her. That that was going to kind of be my next question is, you know, okay, talk to us practical because I know there's people listening saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
mantras. Like I hear, I read all these things. I listen to all the podcasts, but how do I actually just do it? Right. Because how do I pull myself out of those dark moments? Because once you're down, right. When we're, when we're low, when we're down, it's hard. It's like a downward spiral. Yeah. So this is actually really interesting because I had to kind of hone in on this during the pandemic. Cause you know, I was in, I was in that downward spiral. So one of the things that I looked at is when I wanted to do the things that I knew would be good for me, like movement, they started to be like overwhelming every day. And so instead, what I started to look at is like, how do I take things out of my day and out of my life that take up a lot of my energy, but don't actually feed me? So I start to look at my life as like a pie. The pie is not going to grow any bigger, but I can slice it out a little differently. So because I know that sleep is really important for me, for everybody, movement is really important, you know, hydration, fueling, those are all really important things. What are the things that are all these other slices that are taking up time? And so that's how I start to look at stuff. And that's also what I try to encourage with people. If you are completely overwhelmed in your life and your cup is running over, for me to tell you even to go move for five minutes is probably not realistic right now. So actually what I would say is take a, sit down take a look at your life. What are the things that you're doing that feed you? What are the things that are necessary? And then what are the things that you're doing that take up a lot of your time and don't feed you? And how do we start removing those? How do we start removing those so that we create space for some of the other things that could be really, really positive in your life? And that's kind of that starting point. Yeah. Taking inventory. I love of the things that are taking up space. And maybe for somebody yeah. listening, maybe something take that's taking up space is your headspace. Maybe that's a sign that you need, you know, mental health. You need to work with a therapist. You need to connect. Maybe you need a new trainer. No shameless plug there for you, right? Like <laughs> maybe you need somebody who's feeding more of that message that that you need to hear. So you mentioned your just move program. Tell us a little bit more about what that is, what is just move? How can people connect with that and what all is offered there? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So just move is my movement platform. I wanted to create a space again, where I felt like everybody and everybody could celebrate themselves through movement. And so one, I wanted to make it really inclusive and diverse. So we have the start level. So if you have never moved before, or you are in pain, or you have no idea what to move, this is the perfect place for you. Um, and then we have more advanced stuff. It is almost all at-home movement. And we have some of the most incredible trainers because something for me that I knew right away was not everybody wants to move with me. And people want to explore movement in different ways. Like we have everything from body weight, of course, to strength training, yoga, hit classes. We have dance. We have so many incredible ways to move and to celebrate your body. First, I want to thank you for creating that because I think there is such a space. You mentioned that there's a variety of different levels. Tell us how you celebrate diversity or how, you know, how do you make it clear and how do you make sure that people of all body sizes feel included on your platform? I mean, we have instructors that represent you. I think that was that was something that is so important to me and it's something that we're still working on and we're growing, but I think that everybody wants to be seen in this world and you want people to meet you where you're at and to resonate with you and you, you want to feel seen. And so I wanted to have instructors that really started to represent everybody. And we are a brand new platform and we are not perfect and we are growing, but 
my goal in life is to create a platform where literally everybody and everybody comes and feels like they are seen, they are included, and they are a part of the community. I love it. I love it so much. I am behind it 100%. And again, I'm just I'm just so grateful. It makes me so happy and excited and encouraged for this industry. I think some days I personally feel, oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming. Like this is an uphill battle. But when I see professionals like you really elevating our industry and getting your name out there and getting your message out there, I don't care how, like you said, if there's kinks, there's growing pains, I am 100% behind it because I just... Again, I I think it's so needed. And just like you said, people want to see themselves represented. It's so different to go to a class. I mean, I've had clients tell this, I talk with every single day, you know, we talk about exploring different options of movement and they say, well, I don't want to go to class because then that means I have to ask for a modification and that doesn't feel good. And even if they give me a modification, I can't do that. And so it feels very defeating. So that safety, that inclusiveness, I think it's, it's everything. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. And honestly, like as an industry, we're doing it wrong. You know, that's on us. Like because you look at the industry right now and we are bigger than we've ever been. And the world is more unhealthy than it's ever been. That is on us. We're doing something wrong right now. We are not meeting people where they're at. And so that was an adjustment that I, I wanted to make right away with my platform. And it's one that I constantly am going to be changing because I am human. I am not perfect. And I'm constantly taking feedback and listening because I really want to make this change in the industry. And I really want everybody to understand that they have a body, you know, in whatever way they want to move. We want to welcome that. We want to celebrate that. What advice do you have for, let's say there are health professionals listening or trainers listening? How can they help to to elevate this, you know, to get on board with this? And then on the flip side of that, what advice do you have for clients who are maybe trying to figure out this path and what feels right to them in terms of finding what works? Yeah. I think for trainers, I would really just ask you to ask yourself what message you're constantly putting out there, what message you're co-signing. And also just to own that like you play such a powerful role in people's lives. How many people get to be with a person for an hour, 30 minutes and like really impact them? We have so much impact on our clients' lives. And I would love for trainers to own that and to really take that on in a way that you are careful with what you do and you are thoughtful with what you do. And that goes down to what you're telling them, but also like, you know, the cues that you give them or how you, the energy that you give them again, what you co-sign, what you don't co-sign. So I would love for trainers in the industry to own that a bit more. And then for human beings, just get started. I literally, I I say anything is better than nothing. And if your version of getting started today is sitting down and writing down a handful of the things that take up some of your energy, that is an incredible start. Or if your version of starting today is sitting down right now and doing a few stretches to kind of loosen up your back, that is an amazing start, but just get started. Great advice. I'm a big action stepper. And that has been a shift for me as a clinician as well as getting away from that. You know, we don't always have to have like X, Y, Z, check all the boxes. Doesn't always have to be goal setting. It can be just kind of an energy, a a focus to take away from something. Kaisa, this has been gold. So much good information in here. So much wisdom that you've shared. So I want to hear from you. We'd love to wrap up episodes with this. What is the best thing that's happened to you this week? Oh my gosh. 
Um, I mean, the best thing that's happened to me, honestly, is through work. We had an all team meeting this week and we have some incredible things that are happening for just move in the new year. And I feel so connected to our message as we move forward. Um, so I just like, I am beaming from that. I am so excited. Nothing happens by yourself. Everything happens because you have a team of people around you and with you and pushing the same message. And I feel extremely grateful and I feel so empowered as we step into this new year with what we're going to do. And and I'm just so excited. Well, we're all behind you. So tell us, tell, tell the people where (laughs) can they find you? You know, if they're like, who is this? Who is this girl? I need to, I need to know her. I need her in my life. I need to join this just move that thing that she's talking about. Where can people find you? Where do you hang out? Where can they get access to just move? Yes. So you can find me personally on Instagram and Facebook at Kaisa fit K A I S A fit. Sorry to make cut you off, but you have a fabulous style as well. So like follow for all <laughs> things. If you try to be trendier, that is also a, a bonus of your platform. Oh, Sorry, I cut you off. What, how do you spell you. that? No. Thank you. Um, it is K-A-I-S-A fit, F-I-T. So that's my personal one. I am there all the time. You can ask me questions in the DMs. I answer it. It is me. Like I, I love communicating with the team. Um, And then if you are curious about any of the movement platform that I've talked about, it's all at justmove.com. So literally justmove.com or at justmove on social media. And we'll be sure to tag all of those in the show notes. Again, thank you, Kaisa, so much. Thank you so much for having me. And this was an amazing conversation. Okay. Are you fired up or what? And because Kaisa is so awesome, because her team is so awesome, because you are so awesome. Kaisa has gifted our Fit Friends community a free month to her Just Move membership platform. So just go to justmove.com forward slash Fit Friends. You'll see all the details there. It's super awesome. I'm recommending it to all my clients and I really think you'll enjoy it as well. And if you want to talk, you want to have more support throughout this season as you're maybe exploring movement along your non-diet journey. We invite you to join us on our free private community. Just click the link in the show notes. You'll see it there as well. All right. Talk soon. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you like this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.